Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education Podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field. My name is Eric Van Dusen from Data Science Undergraduate Studies in the Division of Computing, Data Science, and Society at UC Berkeley, and I'll be leading our conversation today. And my name is Harry Lee, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping out today too. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We're excited to have Rajesh Gupta here. Um, it's great to have you with us. Um, could you please introduce yourself and uh, the institution that you work for? Uh, thank you for inviting me to this uh, uh, podcast, uh, Harry and Eric. Um, uh, I'm Rajesh Gupta. Uh, I'm at UC San Diego. I've been a professor of computer science uh, uh, for last, uh, uh, since 2002 at UC San Diego. And um, in last six years, I've been um, uh, uh, involved in building data science program and then the institution. Uh, I direct Halijuolu Data Science uh, Institute uh, for last three years. In fact, we just did our third year anniversary earlier this week. Congratulations on that. Um, so uh, you've been a real like leader in getting this started. Um, just... Uh, could you give us sort of introduction of how you got started in data science education and, you know, where you where you see it going? So I've been a faculty member in computer science for nearly three decades now. And during this period, I've seen, we have seen computer science as a discipline grow far beyond the technical problems of computers and computing to problems that originate from many areas of life and living. Uh, in ways that changes the core of computer science itself. And so as a chair of computer science, I, about a decade ago, I started exploring pathways to organizing the growing footprint of computer science. And uh, the obvious target was interdisciplinary research. We had uh, many uh, faculty who were jointly appointed with other departments, computer science, for example, uh, we appointed, I appointed at that time, four faculty members with medicine, pediatrics, uh, pharmacy. So interdisciplinary research is obviously uh, was a first uh, obvious target. But as you get deeper into it, you have to think of the talent pools and pipelines that connect them. And data science was such one such pathway. It was a, almost an obvious pathway. Uh, not just computer science, but as a discipline area that sort of connected computer science and it in the process brought along many other disciplines into into a singular uh, focus. So in 2013, I created a committee to explore a data science, what a data science undergraduate program would look like. Uh, we put together a team uh, of three senior faculty members uh, from math, biological sciences, and computer sciences. The opinions were divided. In fact, I remember um, one faculty member writing uh, all the reasons why there should not be a data science major. And that actually gave me even more reasons to understand 
uh, uh, that uh, um, the reasons that are being presented today really look at today. They don't look at tomorrow. And again, I was looking at pathways. I was looking at the flows. And so two years later, um, this, this group uh, had an outline of what a well-designed measure would look like. And it has some very interesting aspects to it. One of which was that uh, you must make it uh, uh, so that every student understands one source of data, one, one uh, set of processes that generate data, whether it comes from economics, whether it comes from biology or physical science, it doesn't matter. But you must have an in-depth understanding of how the data is generated. So that means the structure had to be fundamentally different. Uh, it had to have a certain understanding of domain. Uh, not all domains, not the only domain that you would ever be in your life, but understanding one process before you could get to any um, uh, deductive reasoning. So, so that was one. Uh, the second was it had to be very experiential. In other words, you had to make sure that the students, when they graduated, had done multiple projects, including a final year project which as you know, many CS programs do not have, engineering programs do. Uh, and so that means it was very resource intensive. Uh, it was not something you could just uh, take a textbook and read it in a classroom and that, that's, that was it. So there was many implications of that. But six years later, now we have a complete academic program in data science that uh, uh, including PhD program that the Senate of UC San Diego just approved this week again on Tuesday. <laughs> so so uh, uh, we have upcoming master's and PhD program, but we started with undergraduate. And the reason was undergraduate has the much higher bar of intellectual um, depth and examination. Uh, when we create an undergraduate degree, we have to pay attention to generations. We have to, there is nothing that is commonly popular today that defines the reason for it simply because it can come and go. Uh, a PhD degree, uh, a, master, a, a undergraduate degree is forever. And, and therefore, the, the Senate pays attention to it, the campus does, the system does. So, so we took the hardest problem first because of that. Because if there was no viable solution there, then we knew we were in the wrong path. So, so once that solution emerged, and we were not the only ones. In fact, Berkeley took a lead early on. And quite in many ways, Berkeley's work was inspiring to us. Organizationally, it was different, but Berkeley took a massive uh, effort across multiple domains with all kinds of courses. The data aid became a model for many, many of us. So, so it was clear that, that, uh, that we are not the only ones thinking this way. Cornell is going that way and so on, so many other schools. So that was um, sort of the genesis. Nice. Uh, so maybe looking out to other institutions, what are some challenges that you or obstacles that you faced in getting uh, data science education launched, like to, to flag for other institutions? The biggest challenges were epistemological, and I'll describe to you in a minute what that means, and practical. Uh, academics often start by, and usually get, they get stuck there, by defining terms. Partly because we find intellectually not very appealing to to recast the same thing with a new terminology. It's just considered counterculture. Uh, 
uh, it may be okay in, in marketing, but not in academics. So when we start by defining terms, uh, when to, uh, when really the terms have not yet taken the meaning on, to quote uh, Wittgenstein, or at least his ideas, the context gives the meaning. And the field advances by encoding new meanings, new terms. So what, what binds electrical engineering together? Is it electrons, electricity? No. So, so, so what is data science? Or what, and if you start parsing, well, what is data? What is science? Is it data a qualifier to science in data science um, uh, or, or something else? Uh, and so that consumed enormous amount of intellectual bandwidth when it was really about the community that was coming together. So mathematics is what mathematicians do. Uh, computer science is what computer scientists do. So, I mean, of course, it's a little bit more than that. But point is that getting stuck in what it is, which is okay when you're writing a paper on a particular topic in which you're trying to enumerate something, versus creating community, which is what this was about. On a more practical level, academia is organized into communities. And I say it in, uh, in, a, in a positive sense, not in a negative sense. Each community has a name computer scientists, mathematicians, uh, operations research, um, and it shares a common understanding of what relevant problems are, how they should be solved, and what a good answer looks like. Every domain has its own way of looking at that. Data science being a new interdisciplinary area, in fact, I call it transdisciplinary. And the reason I call it transdisciplinary is because it actually subsumes many other areas, not just the, the interstitial spaces, um, meaning it is including all these areas, immediately led to miscommunications and ownership issues. I remember attending a talk or reading a paper where a statistician said, let's own data science. And I was thinking, well, I don't know what this ownership means. Uh, and then there were computer scientists, same way. Then there are other areas, information theory, uh, in electrical engineering, for example, and so on. So, uh, so there, and there are several application areas, such as economics, informatics, where you could say, this is where data science belongs. So what we did was, we said, the sense of belonging has to come from inside, not from outside. So we are not going to create an organization that belongs anywhere. Uh, and this was the biggest mindset change. San Diego was the best place to do it because it started like that. The many disciplines we've created, neurosciences, uh, bioengineering, and nanoengineering, they were all like that. So there is a bit of that in the DNA. One just has to be patient and keep working, uh, wait for the moon rise, be, uh, over the horizon, but do not start getting into discussion about what the shape of the moon will look like on that particular night. So you got to, you, and, and, and that I think were the two big challenges. Definitional and trying to distinguish it from something else and trying to find novelty uh, when it is still a work in progress. Um, and, and then of course, organizational. Um, which actually was surprising. Many people would think academics would not worry about ownership, but uh, they do. Fantastic. So um, this is a bit of a broader question, and I think you touched upon it a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, um, 
What do you see as the future for data science education? Um, how do you see it evolving over time? Before I tell you about future, I will tell you a little bit about the past. And that is important, but I will go a little bit further into the past just to give you as to how the knowledge is evolved. In many ways, data science education reflects very early years of engineering education, uh, which had its uh, start in polytechnic traditions. Uh, much of it in France and much of it in the, in the days of rivalry between Britain and France. You could call the polytechnic or engineering uh, later on, which is what Americans start calling as applied science. But really, no amount of scientific knowledge will make you an engineer at all. Not in the methods, not how you think about, not how you think about the problem. Not because they are inferior or superior or applied or not. Doesn't matter. Uh, they are just different. Over the past hundred years or so, uh, engineering has matured into a highly specialized sub-areas. Uh, and, uh, and of course, science has also matured into specializations coming from natural philosophy. Uh, you know, either you're in biological sciences or in life sciences, or either in molecular level or you're in macro level, whatever it is, they have come to, to maturation of knowledge in very definite areas. When I look at data science, I think of data science changing that trend dramatically for next 100 years. And what do I mean by that? I think it will make generalization skills an important component of education. And generalization skills, I mean rigorous generalization skills, not jumping to conclusions. And what does, what does that mean? Our ability to collect, curate, protect the right information, reach inferences, derive causal relationships, uh, even make, uh, make hypothesis, validate the hypothesis, make theories, all of these skills which are inherently um, uh, rooted into, into a tradition of logic that goes back uh, you know, millennia and more, uh, they are now up for revision because our world of data has given us insights into things that we can barely just see the reflections of it Oh, uh, that, that we could not before. So future, we'll see a lot more intellectual mobility across areas. And what I mean by that is, if I got a degree in mechanical engineering, actually mechanical is more general than the others, but let's say in uh, civil engineering, I wasn't doing electronics. If I was doing life sciences, I wasn't doing physical sciences. If I was doing mathematics, I wasn't doing logical sciences, uh, physical sciences. But when you look at the world around us today, it doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter what your training is. You start talking about, you're thinking about, let's say, viral infection. And you go from molecular biology to epidemiology. It's also superficial, whatever it is, but you still try to understand We our need, our our ability and need to understand the world around us is only expanding. So in future, you will see a lot more intellectual mobility. 
and what i mean is engineering to biology biology to sociology back to business uh, and these interest will change in your own lifetime in your own professional lifetime and when they are changing when you want to do things in fact you want to even learn, earn a living doing something else you have to have a base of education that does not demand you to go back to college every 5 years or 10 years and get a new degree that model will not work so that base is the base of data science whether it comes in the form of a data science degree or a data science add on to another degree is a matter of detail but that base you, once you're an engineer you're an engineer it doesn't matter what degree you got at that point and quite honestly there are subjects that are common across different several disciplines you know uh, the transform space the control space the signal processing the programming those are the skills that are there are sort of translate uh, across the domains so i think that if you think about data science education it is really it is really rising to meet that challenge of creating a new citizenry not necessarily new employment base but new citizenry of tomorrow that is that is able to look at a news article and detect how much of fud is there it is able to look at a literary piece and see the synthetic threads that are coming through in there it is able to take a piece of text understand whether it's real or artificial or an image as real or artificial or a narrative that is made up it is able to find logical inconsistencies uh, of the kind that we could do through symbolic logic in the past by hand but now automatically so so i think th- those are the the most important skills that will come as that will give us a better understanding of the world around us. Well, wow, thank you. That was a very interesting perspective, super valuable. Um and I wanted to follow up with that um with another kind of broad question, but I think an important one. Um how do you think that we as data scientists and as educators should be creating or evolving a community around data science education? We have to build a community. I'll give you an example. uh i uh, came to berkeley in 84 and uh, i thought i would do information theory i ended up doing semiconductor devices uh, but more importantly uh, there was a um, there was a practicing engineer from hp um he was teaching a class on vlsi design it was a graduate level class it was basic detail about this is what we do at logic level this is how we make the layouts and so on there was no textbook there was no meet and convey there was uh, faculty members were doing detailed circuit designs or architectures but they were not really building chips because it was practice but when we started doing it we started learning something about a subject that will take another decade or so before textbooks are there and they're common and there's a subject same thing happened with embedded systems we are in in a world of data science where the practice is right now not only facing challenges but solving problems the textbooks are not there the textbooks on underlying areas are there but not in data science itself so we need to be a lot more connected and we are with with 
the practitioners in fact in hdsi we make appointments for them they they actually they uh, they mentor our projects uh, they will have office hours with the students they're officially assigned mentor of their capstone projects for example so i think growing a community of practitioners that's one secondly the growing a community of of uh, educators i think berkeley berkeley has been doing a great job with this uh, education summit so for example you have uh, meetings uh, you have uh, gatherings where like you had data 8 for example we had dsc 80 and others people come and explain and and share those experiences so so i think that is one way to build that community but i think we need to go beyond that some of these offerings will need to go online not because online allows you to scale up what it does is it allows you to create an on ramp on ramp to the talent that may not be part of this educational curriculum because it is you have to sign up and you have to join a degree program but if you have let's say a online version similar to cs50 from harvard uh, you know i mean that is in millions but right now uh, you know you, that reaches out and maybe maybe majority of the people will stop just there but we would have done a big favor to the society by making people educated about some of the most essential survival skills of the new information age so i think that that then then the rest will follow once that community builds the the talent will take care of the fact that the right textbooks come into place the right lab manuals come into place and so on awesome uh I'd love to bring it back to UCSD for a second and just get some of your perspective. I mean, institutionally, my understanding is your major is hosted within the institute and not within like the, you know, the traditional departments. I was wondering if you could comment on that. So that is a reflection not of data science. That's a reflection of the universities are going for a variety of reasons. Um Uh, it, it just happens that san diego uc san diego already had the dna because we had a scripps institution of oceanography which was there even before uc campus were formed and we had a medical school so we sort of had this stapling of of scientists across different domains who were pursuing knowledge areas now uh, what has been happening lately and much of it is driven by changes brought by computer science but also by engineering by also other areas um where people are beginning to recognize that these kind of boundaries of departments and schools actually get in the way we can we can always overcome that on an individual heroic efforts but whether you look at MIT it created a college why did it create a college because it never had a college uh Berkeley created a new division whether it is their division or school or it doesn't really matter we picked up the institute name because then we didn't need to get into the optics of ownership and the preconceived notions um whether we call it an institute or college a division or a school is secondary matter the universities are recognized in a separation which was done for variety of reasons many of which academic many of which organization very genuine reasons um uh, is actually getting in the way so how do you get past it so coming back to to ucsd uh, we created an institute it is not like we we did break a ground in san diego but the elements of it existed elsewhere 
we just brought it together ucla had an institute with a program for example of course there are institutes which have tenured faculty you know the whole organizations you know all the institutes of technology what do you think they are so 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 the whether we call them institute or not doesn't matter but what what did we want to say by by putting uh, data science under institute that any student from any major can take a course here which by the way is the basic premise of a university once you come in there you have no idea you know you might be interested in one subject maybe you're interested in another subject and when you cannot get into engineering because engineering is full and therefore you stay out there or you are into i mean can you imagine your education is getting expensive and at the same time you're putting these barriers internally so so i personally hated those kind of barriers but of course there were practical reasons so with data science we said look if generalization skills are important if intellectual mobility is important if transdisciplinarity is important you must get rid of the boundaries now that doesn't mean you cannot have a core data science of what those subjects are that doesn't prevent us from doing that but we don't have to put into a box and so that is what we did with hdsi uh, uh, and over time it is my my really sincere desire that hdsi will stop becoming unique and actually the schools will become like us whether they call themselves schools or we call them ourselves a school later on will matter little what will matter is the permeability of talent across one thing that i want to touch on there is i think that i have heard that you know there's a similar vision to getting uh you know maybe every student at san diego to touch data science in some form of another like if they're coming from other majors they they still need to touch these these skills, you know, as you said, digital citizens. Um, just want to see if you have a comment on like how to carry that out at the university level. So there are practical uh, challenges, uh, and 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 and, um, uh, but there are opportunities too. Uh, we definitely have in our charter the desire to, and we have built the capability to, to offer data science education. to every single student who who wants to be now if you say well wait a minute are you out of your mind 42000 students how are you going to do that how are you going to scale this up okay the issue really it becomes then is that you become the crossroads in which your partner departments have faculty who are uh, who are giving those skills so for example we have made appointments of faculty partially with 18 departments and we are not unique in that i'm pretty sure berkeley has similar numbers if not more of faculty 18 different departments there is no area of campus in which we do not have a faculty member who is appointed jointly with this design so i think then they become the the agents and and it's not like we are the the keeper of the flame we are the keeper of the vision but uh, but i think this will expand so on that note too uh, how do you sort of br- build those bridges to maybe classes or departments that haven't had computation and like how do you 
how do you bring in the like this is what computation could add or or here's how a computational component to could fit in with your humanities or social science the the drive is from the other side in other words we do not serve as telling them what they should have it is when they come to us digital archaeology or computational history or computational there are areas like computational linguistics are already established um, and then they say what can we do together to now uh, make this possible for our students i say well are you interested in teaching a course in in, in that subject area we make a cross listed course are you interested in creating a minor for your students or are you interested we are about to to launch that uh, as a proposal uh, a, a program in which the students in data science major in the third year they have third year is complete uh, no in the fourth year fourth year is completely electives all our required courses get done in first three years they choose a certain set of electives and then they take another year and they get a 4 plus 1 five year bsms degree now that msb ms degree can be in management could be in business it could be in in multiple areas it could be in computational biology for example so areas that sort of so i think that's one way of engaging so programmatically universities have evolved to create a very rich template of how this collaboration can happen uh, and i think we will get there um another thing that you've already touched on uh but other people mention as an obstacle uh i think you have a strong vision for undergraduate research and you know every major every data science major at san diego does a capstone um that can be really tough to organize uh you know at at scale i was wondering if you could comment on some of the challenges of getting a capstone for every major first of all for every major is very hard every data science major that's what i meant for every data science yeah. major yeah. yeah so so um uh, it, it is definitely a scaling problem uh, and and one in which we have certain strategies we have brought together one is uh, is not only um uh, getting the teachers to mentor but also getting the students to understand what a capstone project should look like it should not be something that just hits them in their fourth year just when they're getting into senioritis and and into interviews and god knows what else uh, so what you do is from the very first day they arrive in the very first class they get into it they have projects now those projects may not be implementers they may be just is this the right question to ask what the right answer will look like so we have scholarships programs and 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 programs in which students by the time they get to the fourth year have done at least two if not three projects already and we're talking about students doing their own self driven projects and so on with within the with the faculty uh, sort of uh, even student affairs people supervising that's fine so the one element is getting the students up to speed so that when the capstone point comes in they actually know what success looks like what inputs are what outputs are so that's one so that becomes very self uh, it takes care of itself the second part which is actually a very important element is if you think about a existing department there are only very fixed number of entities there this professor with office hours and and sign at the door there is uh, graduate students 
hiding somewhere and then there is then there is uh, undergraduate students and there's a staff that's that's what the organizationally from a people point of view that's what this looks like but really what you want is in a discipline where the industry people are actually at the edge of this this should be part of this this ecosystem not as visitors not as one one uh, you know uh, advisors or not as just funders so you actually have to be open to their appointments uh maybe not as an instructor maybe maybe their appointment as a as a mentor and and there is money that is put behind that they also have time that they put in so we have large number of industry partners berkeley has even larger probably and each think of each of those industry partners as a source of mentors for your students you just have to find the right mechanism to implement it and every school will have its own mechanisms that's not an issue um but but uh, you know that's that's where we are going so we have implemented it is uh, i wouldn't say scaling is not a challenge especially since uh, there is no precedent of that um uh, and so people look at it and say well uh, well we do have engineering design project but many of them are canned and so on uh, and and this is where i feel very strongly that uh, we have to resource it properly uh good news is most campuses uh, ucsd definitely does so does cornell so does uh, so does uh, berkeley and mit realize the need for investments to make that possible and the reason this investment is not to create another building or another academic organization but also to we are creating a very different a much more informed citizenry of tomorrow that's the investment we are making Thank you so much. Uh, so these are sort of wrapping up our questions. I, you know, I, I just want to say that we are, you know, also working with, uh, you know, some of your teaching faculty, uh, Aaron Frankel and, and Justin Eldridge came to our um, meeting that we had last week on uh, forming a California Alliance of Data Science Educators. So, um, you know, we look forward to this sort of like effort to make community around teaching data science. Um, yeah. absolutely and i'm i'm aware of their engagement and they are very very um, appreciative of what what berkeley is doing uh, you know in many ways uh, uh, berkeley uh, does have a uh, large footprint on the intellectual landscape of data science and i hope it puts that to much bigger use so that other schools follow and uh, i think we definitely very appreciate it great i mean one thing that we've been talking about potentially collaborating is uh you know making this this first fundamentals class something that articulates well with the community colleges and maybe it, we you know it's something where maybe if Berkeley and San Diego work together on a on a sort of a common format then the community colleges could look to a class that would articulate with each each actually you touched upon a very important topic to me uh, i have hired a full time person just to do that um, uh, we are doing articulation agreements with local community colleges is extremely important because the transfer students who come from uh, community college as part of our guarantee uh, they they are they come in with a junior standing and they all take more than one extra year that is shameful and so uh, sometimes even more than that and 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 that is expensive and it it is not serving the purpose so what we are doing is we are saying look you must maybe you should not do calculus 3 maybe you should do statistics 
maybe you should do this maybe there is some fundamental scores you can do early on and i am very open to even making them online available and so that you can just try out and so on as long as you come prepared we created a program like that in computer science that you see uh, in uh, when i was a chair there uh, that program brings some students for in summer before the quarter starts or the first day starts and they are better prepared i think that 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 is definitely a, um, a very big source of building that pipeline fantastic we would look forward to continuing that conversation excellent thank you so much appreciate your time great thank you for your time great conversation Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts. And join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.